Okay, everybody, Sefer Vayikra, which is always challenging, um, but uh, truly rewarding, to be totally honest, because if you look into uh, what amounts to a, a book all about Korbanos, more or less, obviously there are plenty of different topics in it, but the first two parts certainly, uh, and definitely this week's part of Vayikra, are all about Korbanos, uh, and if you delve into the details, there really are some tremendously beautiful messages, uh, so I do encourage everybody to kind of uh, take a deep dive uh, as much as they can and kind of try and you know, see what exactly uh, these messages and the imagery and the imagery is. Let's just run through the parsha quickly. Again, Hashem calls to Moshe Rabbeinu uh, and introduces the world of korbanos. You can have from animals, you can have from birds, you can have uh, korban from flour, that's a korban mincha. They would have different types of bakings and fryings or whatever. Uh, the Torah says you should always bring salt with, korban, with korbanos. Uh, Chazal explained that's because one of the reasons Chazal gives is because all of the korbanos of the goyim used to be with honey uh, and we wanted to kind of counteract that a little bit uh, okay, but either way uh, there's a korban shlamim there's a korban chatos right? the, 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 the parsha talks about a parhelm, uh, well that's the next actually, a parabala kala mitzvos which is a, if a korban gadol has to bring a chatos he brings a par instead of a, a sheep uh, some called a parhelm davar shaltibor which is if the Sanhedrin paskin is something that's is motor, really it's, it's asher kares, they would bring a par uh, korban chatos of anasi, they talked about an asham, a korban oleviorid which is a korban that, the, that the, whatever you bring depends on how wealthy a person is and then we'll talk about that, that's pretty fascinating uh, something called an asham talui uh, if you're not sure if you're required an asham, so you'd bring an asham in case, and then the, the parsha ends off with a korban asham uh, for theft, but again, we'll, we'll kind of focus mostly on the beginning uh, and then we'll give one of the, like we said before, we'll talk about the Korban Olaviore. Uh, but the first thing, Vayikro El Moshe, right? Vayikro El Moshe, Nesiva Shalom quotes the Avram, another one of the Salon Marebas, uh, who points out that it doesn't say, right, who called to Moshe, right? It says, and he called, right, to Moshe, right? Vayikro El Moshe, right? So we, obviously we know it's a Kosh Baruch but the Beis Avram says, this is a Remez, right, to the Zohar, that says, not that I've seen it inside, I've seen it inside the Nesiva Shalom, right? it quotes the Zohar that says that a Baskol comes out every single day and says to Am Yisrael, Shuvu banim shovavim, right, return to me, my children, uh, and, and do tshuva. That's the Kriya that a Kosh Baruch Hu calls out to the heart of each and every Jew every single day. And ask the Baal Shem Tov, I understand. First of all, right, why don't we hear this call? Right? And if we don't hear it, right, we don't, right, we don't, it's not, you don't hear in your ears. If we don't hear it, then why does it go out? Right? So what's the point? So he explains that the Kriya, this, this Bas Kol, that goes out every single day, creates a hisorus, right? A, a renewal of inspiration and energy, right? In, in, in the hearts of, of each and every Jew. I'm watching, not really with any real interest, but I'm watching some of the protests that have been going on in Israel. And there's a clip where, uh, you know, people are protesting outside B'nai Brak and, and uh, the loudspeakers, I guess, in response, I'm not sure exactly the details, because uh, it's Thursday night, not, not Friday, but the loudspeakers in B'nai Brak are blasting Shalom Aleichem. Right, with the with the nice chazan or whatever, and there's a video of one of the protesters there, kind of breaking down into tears and just singing along, right? Again, getting very emotional, getting kind of inspired. So that's what we're talking about. That this kriya, this this boss call comes out, right? Even some random Jew who's not associated at all gets a hint of Judaism and gets inspired. It's through this kriya, it's through this boss call, right, with the help and push of of this. Vayikra el Moshe, this Vayikra right, that a Kosh Baruch sends out every single day. Right? On the other hand, right, you have to be able to hear it. 
Right, you have to. Right? Moshe again, the Gemara says in Yuma Daftalid. Moshe was the only one who heard this kriya. Right? Rashi quotes the Tanchuma. Right? We have to be on the frequency to hear right, the kriya, to be listening for it, to be waiting for it. Yeah, right, as uh, Rebbe mine used to say, you got to want to want it. Right? Like the Beis Avram writes, and a different insight into that pasuk. Right, a different insight. He says, if you look at the Torah again, inside the Chumash, the, vay- the Aleph in Vayikra is little. Right, it's written Vayikar, right? Without and, and you know, if you exclude the Aleph, it's Vayikar, which is how Kosh Baruch Hu reveals himself to uh, other people. Let's say, for example, Bilam Vayikar is Lashon that he just happened to show up. Right, just happened to show up. That's how the Torah right, talks about when a Kosh Baruch Hu comes to Bilam. So uh, the pasuk says Vayikra. It has a little Aleph, almost like it's Vayikar. Right? The the, the more, most famous shot for that is the Balaturin. Balaturin writes that Moshe himself didn't want to vi- write Vayikra because it was too much covered, Right, it was too much of like a humble brag. Right? So Moshe didn't want that, that much covered. He'd rather be. He'd also rather be, have Vayikar. Right? Let Hashem appear to me randomly. Stop. Not like I deserve it. Right? It just happened. Happened to be the Kosh Baruch Hu, right, uh, appeared to him. But the Beis Avram says that when you combine the two pshatim, right, combine these two pshatim. Right, that Hashem calls out right, to Jews every single day, right? Th- right, everything, th- every single day. Vayikar el Moshe, Kosh Baruch calls out to us. There's a boss call that comes out to us, and Vayikar, right? It's just happenstance. Meaning, Beis Avram says, combine these two vortlach, and 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 what that means is, right? Again, I like the Hasidim usually do, right? They take the 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 literal meaning or the or kind of vortlach, and they kind of change it to mean something else, right? That a Kosh Baruch who calls out to calls out to us through the things that happen seemingly random to us. Meaning that a Kosh Baruch who calls out to us every single day through the seemingly happenstance type of occurrences right that happen to us. Everything that happens to us is really small vayikras, a really small kriyas, really small calling outs from a Kosh Baruch Hu. And a Kosh Baruch Hu calls us Shuvo Banim Shovavim, right, come back to me, right, etc. etc. So that that's what, everything that happens to a person, right? Again, Melech likes to quote all the time. That the Gemara that says that a person doesn't stub his toe without exerim and shemaim. Everything that happens to us, right, is uh, whether we're let's say, you know, choking on a on a cup of water, maybe that's a reminder we forgot to say a bracha. Or Anything that you can think of, right? All these seemingly random things are really Kosh Baruch calling out to us. And you see, the Shalom goes one step further. Right? So he says that all these things that happen to a person, right, they're all from Kosh Baruch right? Even, even the difficult stuff, because sometimes there's a person who has a lot of difficulties in their life, right? And, and those difficulties should cause them, right, to doubt a Kosh Baruch to doubt, to, to lose faith, to lose their emunah. Right, that person might wonder why they have such a difficult Yitzhahara in this, this area or that area or whatever it is, that this person can barely overcome this Yitzhahara, that Yitzhahara, right, a person, especially for, uh, you know, for teens and, and, and people in their early 20s, right, if you have a, very struggling with a specific Yitzhahara, whatever it is, you might wonder why you have that Yitzhahara, why you're unable right, to overcome this area of Allah, why it's so hard, why it's so strong. But in truth, says in Siva Shalom that everyone is put into this world to overcome some Indian. Right, to be metaking to fix something, right in the in in the world and how they do their avodas Hashem. How do you know what that Indian is? So Mitzvah Shalom says most likely that Indian is in the area in which you have the strongest Yitzharah and where it's so difficult. Right for that specific Indian, that's the boss call that comes out every single day to try and help that person overcome that specific area. Right, he quotes the Gemara Numa Daf Pevav. Right, the Rambam, the Rambam quotes the Nachos Tshuva. Right, hechi dami bal tshuva. 
Right? How do you? What's a balshuva? Right? In that time, in that same place, right? The same place you did in Avera, you get faced with it again. It says in the Siva Shalom, imagine that person, right? Everybody can think of an example of their own lives, right? So think about your own life. Something you've done, you've sinned before in this exact area, and it comes up again. All of us have had this, right? And now you're back in the same exact situation, right? What do you think? You don't think that it's likely for you to overcome that Avera, if you have fallen into this exact trap before, whatever Avera is that you're picking, that you're thinking about right now, you've obviously fallen before, so when it comes back and you're in that same exact situation again, what's the first thing in your mind is not like, oh great, now I can overcome Ayitzahara. No, of course not. person is thinking that, oh, here we go again, now I'm going to fall and I'm going to you know, violate this Isser again and again and again. Right, but Akash Baruch Hu brings you back to that situation for a reason. Right, Akash Baruch Hu brings you back to that situation to give you another chance right, to overcome, to be victorious over that taiva of and the Yitzhara in that Indian specifically. That's the Vayikra, right, El Hashem. So the difficulty and the fight with the, the, the fact that you can't overcome Yitzhara in one area, it's not a punishment. Right, that you keep on falling, and you keep on falling, and that you're having difficulty in your life. And Coach Parker is trying to send you this message, that message. Coach Parker is trying to enable you to get to the level that you're supposed to get to. Right, if it's the, one of the hardest things in your life, so that's maybe that's the Indian you're supposed to be attacking. Maybe that's the Indian that you're supposed to work on. Right, and Shem is giving you opportunity after opportunity to overcome. Right. Right, that's one of the inferences in the Pasuk of, of Adam Ki Akriv Mikam Korban Hashem. Right? That's the, the second Pasuk in the Zikta Parsha. Right? Or maybe it's the first. Uh, for, uh, second Pasuk. Adam Ki Akriv Mikam Korban Hashem. Adam, a person, Ki Akriv Mikam, brings from him a Korban Hashem. Right? That's it's how we introduce the whole topic of Korbanos. Obviously, the main shot of the Pasuk is that this is, you know, we're talking about Korbanos. But the Hasidish way of, of taking the little translation, right, outside of the context and learning a, listen, a lesson from it, what does it mean? Adam kiyakriv mikem, a person will bring mikem from him, mikem umeetzmechem. I says in the Siddur Shalom, from him and from themselves, right? From your personal mitos, from your inclination, from your nature, from all the things that are difficult to them. That's where a person brings a korban. That's where a person brings an offer, an offering to give of themselves to a kosh baruch Hu. Right, and even further sends the Shiva Shalom. And the Pasuk says, right, That's the Hemshech of the Pasuk. Right, from, the Korban comes from the animals. Meaning, what does the Yitzhahara try to do? It tries to get you to behave like an animal. Right, a person gives of themselves to overcome their animalistic drives and their animalistic desires. That's a Korban Lashem. Right, that is us giving of ourselves to Kosh Baruch Hu. Right, That's what's asked of us. And the Balatanya says, Adam Kiakriv Mikem. Balatanya says, why does it say like that? Right? Why doesn't it say Adam Mikem Kiakriv? Right? It says, a, a man of you, right, when he brings a korban. So it doesn't say that. It says, a man, when he will bring from you a korban. Right? It's out of order. It should have said, one, if one of the people, one of the Jews, brings a korban. It doesn't say that. It says, one of the Jews will bring a korban from you. Right? A person who will bring a korban from the Jews. What is that? So what he said, the Torah is telling us, is that at the beginning of all the explanations of the Korbanos, that first and foremost, a person has to bring of themselves. Right? Barosh, Shonak, Al-Adam, Lachriv, is Asma, Neboro. person has to, first of all, has to bring of themselves to a Kosh Baruch Therefore, it says, Adam Kiyakriv. When a person, when he brings, what do they bring? He brings Mikam, he brings from themselves. So that's the Indian 
at the beginning of the Parsha, the Kosh who calls to us every single day, right? He calls to us in the areas that are difficult to us, right? Vaikar, and perhaps from all the random things that happen to us, those are messages, right? That Kosh Baruch Hu, right, calls to us and tries to give us chizuk in the areas where we are necessarily struggling. And and a, the whole goal of a korban is to yakriv mikam is to give of yourself, right? Now, now that we obviously don't bring korbanos nowadays, right? Certainly to to give of ourselves to Rakosh Baruch Hu, right? Uh, and kind of you know realize that that's really the whole tachlis, right? Of uh, of what we're here to do on this earth. All right, another another quick vort, just a, a quick uh, quick idea. The Gemara says Menachos Daf that the Torah basically points out that there are seven, several things that you can bring a korban from, right? There's animals, there's birds, there's flour, right? Interestingly enough, the, the Medrash says that fish is not one of them uh, because fish anatom- anatomically, uh, anatomically, right? Don't, uh, anatomy? What is it related to anatomy, right? They don't have the same anatomy as humans, right? Animals already, birds already, very similar, but fish are completely foreign, right? They need water to breathe, etc. It's a completely different animal, so that's not shy, right? The goal is to see the animal on the Mizbech and think that it's related to you, right? Fish wouldn't do that. Okay, interesting. But Taklas, the Gemara says, the, the Pesach says that you're allowed to have, you're allowed to bring animals, you're allowed to bring, uh, uh, birds, you're allowed to bring flour, and, and by all of them, it says, Yishirech Nechach Lashem, that it was a, you burn it on the fire, and it's a it's terribly translated, but a satisfying aroma to a Kosh Baruch Hu. I mean, a Kosh Baruch Hu is happy, right? The, the, the smell, right? The, the Kosh Baruch Hu is happy with that Korban. That phrase is repeated by all of those scenarios. As, as the Gemara, the Mishnah, really, in Menachos, Dafkaf Yud, right? It says that whenever a person, whatever a person brings, whether it's an Ola, whether it's an it's a, it's a animal, it's a, it's a bird, it's a Mincha, um, that's regardless, right? That Karsh Baruch Hu accepts and loves each of them equally. And regardless of whether it gives a lot, a person gives a lot, or whether a person gives a little, as long as his lave, his his libo, his lechavin l'shamayim, right, is focused on, uh, is focused on heaven, right? To make sure that people don't don't think that oh, I can't afford an animal, so I'm giving a couple of you know a cup of flour. It doesn't seem to be very inspiring, but a Kosh Baruch who loves that exactly the same. He loves that exactly the same. Uh, the Medrash tells a story about King Agrippas, that uh, Jewish king, King Agrippas, right? He has a street, I guess, named after him. I guess that's, that's why he's famous nowadays. But he said one day, I'm not even sure how you could do this, but he told the Kohen Gadol, the Medrash says, he told the Kohen Gadol, all right, basically this is closed today. I'm offering a thousand korbanos. Okay. So, say the king says so, Korn Gadol says, okay, so, you know, animals start lining up, thousand korbanos. A poor man who had not heard the decree uh, of the king showed up with a couple of birds. He said, I want to bring these as a korban. Korn Gadol says, sorry, sorry, pal, we're closed. Uh, we're busy, or uh, whatever. So, the poor man said, I need you to bring these korbanos, because every single day I go hunting, and I, f- I end up, every day, I end up getting four birds. Now, my family only needs two birds to live. But, so I obviously, the extra birds that I catch, right, are for the Mizbeach, are for Kosh Baruch And if you don't let me bring these Korbanos, right, so I'm not going to end up getting four birds, I'm only going to end up getting two birds, and then that, I'm going to, that's not going to, I'm going to have to bring those as a Korban, and my family won't have anything to eat. So the Kohen Gadol, right, accepted this, and said that's pretty good, right, again, if you have that appropriate, that, that mindset that you catch whatever you need for the day, right, and the rest is for Kosh Baruch right, so he thought that was a pretty, uh, appropriate mindset that Parnassah comes from Hashem, right? Again, we've talked about these in Yanin. So he, he accepted the Korban. 
That night, Major says that King Agrippa's had a dream that uh, the poor man, right, the poor man's korban was more pleasing, was a better reich nichach to Akash Baruch Hu than his thousand korbanos. So first of all, he got really upset because, you know, wanted to find out who dared bring a korban on the day he said everything was closed. So he sent the message to the Kangadol, and the Kangadol told them a story, and then and the king accepted right, this uh, that story. And the sense that a person needs to bring, you know, the korban is right, it's not about the korban. Right? It doesn't, it's not about the thing that you're offering. Right? It's not about all types of things. It's about what you're doing with it. Right inside, what's going on in your head? Right about about the machshava, right? The Ramban writes so that uh, the purpose of the korbanos is to correspond to different types, to different realms of averos with machshava and maisa and speech. Right, the person sins in three ways: through actions, through speech, and through thoughts. So again, the the, the what a person's supposed to do when he brings a korban is supposed to impact them. So the, the fact that he's bringing whatever he's bringing is irrelevant. Right, as long as right, it obviously has to be al but it has to be right. As long as he's focused on the right things and it's, it's having the right impact, says so regardless of whether you bring a cup of flour, vaguely, right, not exactly a cup, but whether whether you bring a bit of flour or you bring an animal, right, it's irrelevant. The Kodesh Baruch loves that. Uh, exactly the same as long as you have the good intentions, uh, so then so then everything is is great. Okay, let's just talk about the carbon olivaiorate a little bit because we have to you know give an example of one of the carbonos. Um, and again, like I, I said, I encourage you know a deep dive into uh, the other halachos of the carbonos. Right, it has really beautiful significance um, for us. But anyway, the carbon olivaiorate was brought in se- several situations. Right, if the person did in a very mishogeg, or right? let's say for example. Uh, he came into the Besamikdash when he was Tomei, right, or he swore in Beisden. Uh, he didn't know anything uh, about a court case, but he lied. He swore to do something, that he, but he didn't do it. Right? Okay. Other situations, you bring a Korban Ola, that's an Ola Viorid, uh, and it's called that because, not because it goes up and down on the Mizbeach, but because, as we mentioned before, that the expense of the Korban varies. Right? It's Ola, it goes up if you're wealthy, and Viorid, it goes down right, if you're not. If a person is rich, then they would bring an animal uh, for a chatas. If a person is poor, poorer, really, they would bring two birds, right, one for a chatas, one for an old one, and if they really couldn't afford that, they would bring a korban mitcha. So Remelech, Remelech, Biederman asks, I don't understand. I get it that the poor person might not be able to afford an animal, so they're bringing a couple of birds. But what with a, the rich person brings an animal for a chatas. The poor person brings two birds, one for a chatas and one for an ola. What do you need the ola for? What do you need? What do you need the ola for? A korban ola veoreid, right? You need technically usually is is a chatas. Right? Again, he said, as we mentioned, some 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 sort of a vera that he did, right? whether he swore or whatever. So why, why would he bring an ola? So Ben Ezra explains, right? He says, and, and the line is what he writes is just to quote it. Right? Because since bavur, since lo he wasn't wealthy enough. Ulai maybe Allah al ruho machshava. Maybe he had sort of one, some sort of machshava, some sort of thought, some sort of inappropriate thought. In other words, as the, as the Gemara says in Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi says in Yoma, Korban Ola atones for inappropriate thoughts, right? And uh, some sort of again, when we say the phrase inappropriate thoughts, that means like immoral thoughts. But there are many types of inappropriate thoughts. So uh, Korban Ola would come to atone for that. Maybe this poor person saw that he couldn't bring a korban in the form of an, uh, an animal. 
maybe he thought something against the Kodesh Maybe he said, maybe he thought, why does Hashem make me poor? Why is my portion less than my friend's portion? Why, why can't I bring a proper korban? I also want to bring a sheep. Right? Well, I can't afford it. Why did Hashem make me so poor? So therefore, the Torah made him bring an Ola uh, as well to atone for this potential, right, uh, you know, in a, in a lack of satisfaction, a lack of approval of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's plan in the world. It says, I don't understand. The Gomei Kedushin, the Flamet it says that that a Baruch does not consider inappropriate thoughts as if they were actions. Meaning a person thinks to do an Avera, doesn't actually do it, so you don't need a Kapara for that. A Baruch doesn't count that. A person doesn't have to bring a Kapara for improper thoughts that didn't manifest right, into action. So why does the poor person have to bring a Korban for maybe questioning a Kodesh Baruch right? He thought it, it occurred to him, oh, I wish I was rich, oh, I don't understand Hashem. But that's it. He didn't go and, uh, I don't know, steal a million dollars. So why does he have to bring a korban for questioning Kosh Baruch Hu? So Remelech answers that you have to say the following, because the Gemara there, the Gemara in Kedushan, the qualifies this rule. Right? When do we say that inappropriate thoughts, whether this, this uh, a thought of an Isra doesn't count, Hashem doesn't count it, that's only if it's not a Vodazara. But by an improper thought of a Vodazara, Kosh Baruch Hu came to start Falamaisa. By someone thinks of a Vodazara for, for a second, obviously if he doesn't, bat, he doesn't bow down, but he thinks of some sort of a Vodazara, so Kosh Baruch Hu does count that. So the improper thought that the Ani had, why did Kosh Baruch Hu make me poor, terrible, I understand, why is my lot worse than everybody else's? That's like a Vodazara. That's like Shemitz of Kfira. That's a little bit like a Vodazara. Right? He has to bring a Korban Ola for these thoughts, for the, because that's something that a Kosh Baruch Hu counts, and that's extremely powerful. Like, we think of Oda Zara as, like, you know, bowing down to Buddha or whatever. But questioning Hashem, questioning God's ways, right, we, we, that's obviously valuable, right, when you're learning, uh, you know, especially when you're younger and you're trying to, you know, figure out things and prove God and this, that, and the other thing. So we, we, that's obviously a healthy exercise, and it needs to be done to come to an understanding of a Kosh Baruch Hu. But we don't think of questioning God as a Vodazara. Right? That we don't think about so much. That's almost like excused. Ramelech says that's, that's a bit of a Vodazara. Right? Everything a Kosh Baruch Hu does is Gam's Zula Tova. And now you're not interested. What, you think Hashem is out to get you? That's a Shem, it's a Vodazara. That smacks of a Vodazara. You don't understand how it's good for you? Okay, fine. Seder, but that, that's what it says in Tehillim, right? The Pesach says, where Melech quotes Pesach in Tehillim, uh, in Perak Tzadi Beis, Ish bar lo yada, uksil lo azos. Right? A fool doesn't understand this. Yeah, okay, we, we, a fool doesn't understand what's going on in the world. In Echanami, we, we don't necessarily understand what Hashem is doing, but we have to have a proper Amunabitacha, that Hashem is taking care of us, that Gamzul Tova, and if we start questioning, so that's like, that's like a shemitz of a vodazara. That's a bit of a vodazara. Right? Ramelech is great marshal. He said he heard from a dear Jew. I don't know who he heard from. He must not remember. Right? He said he heard a great marshal. He said once a baby right, was crying for milk from his bottle. So father looks all over for the bottle. He realizes that the baby is holding the bottle and it's empty. So what does the father do? Obviously, he takes the bottle from the baby. Now you can imagine the screams of the baby get even louder. Father, he's here. He's asking for food. Kids hungry. Father takes the bottle away from the baby's point of view. The father is taking away his bottle. But what's the father doing? He's just taking it away in order to fill it up. Says Ramelech, "We're the baby. We're all the babies. Kosh Baruch is just taking something from us, right? So he can give us more. 
Right? So we can fill up our bottle. We, in our own immature minds, think that Akash Baruch was taking something from us. But really, it's just in order to give us more bracha uh, and and more and more uh, more atzlocha. And Dafka now says Rameilach in the name of uh, Menachem Nachem Mibuyan Chernowitz. That's that's the role that he quotes. Um, that just like Mishenichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha, so too Mishenichnas Nisan Marbim Beemuna. Right, when Nisan comes in, right, we start working on our emuna, as the Yaakov Shimoni says. Right, Benisan Nigalu, Benisan exceedingly goyal. Right, the, the, in Nisan, they were Jews were redeemed because of their emuna, because of the emuna first and foremost of the women, but also uh, of Am Yisrael, that emuna and bitachon that Hashem would redeem them. And in Nisan, Mitzvah we will be zochah to be redeemed. Uh, and this is the time. This is right. Emuna, emuna, the basis of all of our faith is Yisus Mitzrayim. Because Baruch revealed to, uh, uh, himself to us through the Makos, through all the, the miracles, etc. I saw Mishan Nichnas Nisan Marvin Bemuna. Now is the time to kind of work on our Muna Bitochon, right? And uh, and use the Pesach and use the the Chag, right? To kind of improve and and get ourselves flying in that area, so we can work towards Matan Torah and Bizocha uh, for Gula Shlema. Amen. Kenyu Have a great Shabbos, everybody.